when you're in the middle of a day and you're just going around doing your thing, being having that diligence to look around and see what other people need and going out of your way and out of your schedule to help them. And obviously that's something that goes along with being surrendered to the Holy Spirit. When you have that, sometimes you will be called to interrupt that schedule and interrupt that balance. But that's also part of making God your number one. If you're looking at Him, sometimes He will call you to be self-sacrificing, to be able to remove some of your own pleasures or some things that you wanted to do just so that you can help someone else. And it'll be a bigger blessing to you than whatever you were planning. Welcome to Proven. I'm your host, number one, Q Melador. Oh, I'm your host, also number one, Joshua Maida. And today on Proven, we have a guest. Um, our guest is Mrs. Margaret Gallant. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, thank you. And today we are talking about something great today. We are talking about a balanced lifestyle. Um, well, recently, there's been a question on my mind, not necessarily a question, but I've been really concentrating on how I would section off my day um, and try to see how I could do it. I, of course, I try to start off every morning. Well, we have to run, but, and I don't, want to, I don't feel like waking up earlier than that. So every morning starts off with a one mile run. After that, um, I go straight into usually a devotion. And then right after that, showering. And then I try to section off the days. Um, my time that is free because after that it's purely just schoolwork until around 5.30. Um, after that I try to like section off some type of exercise along with my homework and also trying to get in also more time to get to know God better and dig into the word and it's it, all of it there's just so many things to do and it's really easy for me to sometimes just get carried away in one subject and just try to take it all the way to the end. And when I finish with that, I'm like, oh, well, I have no time to do this or no time to do that. So in your in your perspective, what do you think balance looks like in the life of an academy student? Right, that's a great question. So I think we, you have to look at your life. I, would, I was thinking when we were talking about balance, what, what that takes. Like if you stand up right now, which we can't in this room, but if we all stood up, and just put one foot up, um, how long would it take for us to fall over? And everybody has a different way of doing, thinking through that, right? Somebody might concentrate on the ceiling and just keep staring at the ceiling, and then they would balance. Um, I might look at something and, and balance on that. So what I'm trying to say is everyone's way of balancing is going to be a little different, but I think there's concepts, and I think that's what you're looking at is like there's basic concepts. The crazy thing is, is um, they, they're kind of the same for everything in our lives. So when we're looking at how to balance our life, we're also looking at how to live our life healthy, how to get good grades, how to have good relationships. And, and there's just a lot of, um, maybe if we look like a stool, there's a lot of legs to the stool. And if you kick one leg out, the stool's going to, fall over right be unbalanced so it's how to keep all those things right and you're sitting there going it's overwhelming to do that um it's interesting because as academy students you all are you are kind of given a schedule correct yeah, yeah. and then um but then there are free times to do things so it's awesome that you have to wake up and go running i think that's great that your deans have 
chosen to do that because I think that's a great way to start your day. So balance is looking at everything and putting it in perspective of what your main goal is. So what would your main goals be right now as sophomores in high school? Relationship with Christ. Oh, that's beautiful. Okay, so if that's your main purpose or your main goal for this year, then everything needs to point towards that part of the stool or that or that maybe that can be your top of your stool. So then all the legs need to be focused towards that. Would that make sense? I think as a constant battle, as far as balance goes, is um, you constantly have things that come up in your life that kind of set the offset the balance that you already have. Um, I know for a fact that this summer I just, there were multiple things that just would come up like, and even now there's like little thing, interests that come up that will offset my balance that make me put in more time than I would. Um, maybe it's schoolwork, maybe it could be even something that's good for you, like working out. And it's just, it takes time away from my number one focus. And I feel like this is the focus that should be of everybody, although I can't speak for other people. But having a relationship with God is our number one. And if we learn to balance our things around that, I feel like that's the the best thing that we can do right now at this age is to be balancing it around that. Do you think that those things pulling you away, are they are they focused on Christ? For example, let's just do some obvious ones. If we choose music, um, if we're choosing music that glorifies God, then it won't be a problem. You know what I'm saying? Um, if we choose a book to read, if we're choosing something that's going against, maybe it doesn't glorify God, then it's going to it's gonna tip that. So I'm thinking if, and, and that's kind of being a surrendered um, Christian, is everything ends up being to glorify God. Everything we eat, everything we drink, everything we do should glorify God. And then I think the balance will kind of come. Um, schoolwork. If, if you're going crazy in an area, stopping and praying and getting your mind focused is going to help you do your schoolwork better, and that's glorifying God. So I, do you think that that is a good way to look at trying to balance? Yeah, I honestly, I think so. And it really stood out to me when you said that <clears throat> when you're trying to balance on one leg, you have something to look at. And you mentioned the fact that you have to look up or straight. And immediately when you said that, I thought of us looking at the cross, how we have to look to Jesus in order for it to be a coping mechanism to balance. Now, on that same note, I was thinking, like, spiritually, we know that when things come at us in our life, that we know that we have to look up to Jesus. And if you if you didn't know that now, we're letting you know that, that, okay, Jesus is your, is your reason to balance. He's going to give you help. He's going to be there for you. Now, on on our note, how are some physical concepts, like you mentioned exercise, some physical ways that we can help maintain a balanced lifestyle, I guess? Right. That's great. Well, you guys are on the right track already. So you're getting up early and you're going out to exercise right away. That's good. And I hope you're choosing to eat good food. Okay, so diet. Diet. Um, and then, well, you look at all your senses, what you're listening to, what you're looking at what you're eating, 
and what you're doing, what the physical thing. So if you look at all your senses, you can just balance yourself that way. Um, I think your school is helping you with all those areas. You know, something when I was a dean here um, a few years back, my big thing with the girls were was when they when they would start complaining about things, um, they were looking around like they were comparing themselves to somebody or um, getting angry at something somebody else was doing. And I would say, instead of looking around, look up. So that kind of goes with your what you were talking about before. And that's kind of a balanced thing. And instead of getting, um, looking all around every, at everything, you just look up to Christ and see. But to be practical about that, you're right. You gotta You got to feed yourself well and listen to things well. And yeah, so that's part of um, keeping balance. Yeah, so are you also saying that a part of having a balanced lifestyle is involving you focusing on yourself and not others. So us worrying about other things, it, other people and their lives and their situations just gets us distracted and it throws off like that one leg of our stool. Yeah. And people will say, well, you can't look, you shouldn't be looking at yourself, but that's not what we're saying. We're saying you're not comparing yourselves to others. Right. You're not looking at what someone else is doing and say, oh, I should be doing that. You're supposed to be, it's more more looking to Jesus instead of yourself because you're looking at him saying, what do you want me to do? And that's funny because it kind of goes into our prayer life. Like people are like, I can't pray. Well, I'm praying all day, you know? Well, I'm praying and saying, God, show me what to do. You, you mentioned about, schoolwork well you know i get carried away in one subject well if you start your your studying by saying okay god i'm going to give you i'm going to give you this whatever project let's say it's english so you're writing an essay i'm going to give you this project i'm going to ask that you work through me and help me to do that that's a great step and then another way to balance it is a simple thing of setting a timer and saying i'm going to work for 50 minutes and then I'm going to take a break for 10 minutes. That's a good balance. So you're not getting so engrossed in something that you won't continue it. You'll, you'll get your mind will go wandering or whatever. So that's a healthy balance to set some time to do the project and then set your time to, to take a break. So that's kind of a, another way to balance. Um, a couple months, a months back, I was talking to Mrs. Crum and overall just talking about improvements that could be made um, and one of those things was when you're in the middle of a day and you're just going around doing your thing being having that diligence to look around and see what other people need and going out of your way and out of your schedule to help them and obviously that's something that goes along with being surrendered to the Holy Spirit when you have that sometimes you will be called to interrupt that schedule and interrupt that balance but that's also part of making God your number one, if you're looking at him, sometimes he will call you to be self-sacrificing, to be able to remove some of your own pleasures or some things that you wanted to do just so that you can help someone else. And it'll be a bigger blessing to you than whatever you were praying. Right. I, I get, I'm exactly like that where I want, I have my, like, I have my plan and I'm going along my plan, and when I get interrupted, I get I used to get upset, and I've started to do that. Like I say, God, I'm going to surrender today. So anything that comes 
at me, I'm going to take care of it. So, for example, if I'm driving and my tire goes flat, instead of getting frustrated and angry, I say, oh, well, this must be because I asked God to take my day. This is his, in his plan. It's in his plan. So I'm going to work through it. So it, are you trying to teach me patience? What are you doing? And it's great what you just said. Maybe it's a reason for the guy that's going to come with the AAA truck to come and talk with me. And it's kind of exciting to live that way. Because you look at life differently. You look at, at life as, as service or that the next exciting thing must be a reason. Kind of like today. So we, you know, we're all three of us are busy, but we're in this room doing this podcast and there's a reason for that. And so I'm really, everything you do, you glorify God and you ask God to be in charge of and he, he balances us. And it's pretty cool. Yeah. So. I like how you guys both mentioned that. It reminds me of during how, like, we all go through, we all try our best because I'm also like that, Um, where if I have something, I try to keep it as repetitive as possible, even, like, little things like a to-do list. And that and it reminds me, like, sometimes even your balanced lifestyle, when it gets tipped over, it's like, okay, it's God actually stepping in. And, for example, I wanted to bring up the fact that when you go canvassing, because Josh and I went canvassing this summer, it was a great experience. I totally recommend it. And we went canvassing, and we ran into people that we were like, what? You you wanted this book? Like, And it was just mainly because it was a, it was a, it was a, mental, it was a mental thing. And it kind of compares to our balanced life compared to... How we run into different kind of people we're not expecting. Like it's okay for us to just drop that barrier and be like, okay, um, we're gonna allow God to use us this time. We're gonna allow God to step in and we're just gonna do our thing out there. And that's really what I see the balanced life, how we're allowing God to just be like, Okay, we're gonna God's gonna tweak it a little bit. And it's it was very interesting to say that. And sometimes we get caught up in Oh, we have to, like you said, we have to get this done, this done, this done. Instead of saying, um, okay, we are living a good life. So if we do get pulled to one side, or if you knock on the door when you're canvassing and you end up sitting there talking with someone for 20 minutes, be, it's okay. Yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, exactly. it's, it's, it's okay. And But we have to remember because you might be thinking, oh, well, I got to get some books out. I got to get some books out. But we have to remember that God has us on this, on this, on this, on path, this path, on his path today. Yeah. But it, but it really makes, if it depends on what you are starting your day with. Like if you don't ask God in your life or you're not surrendered to him, it could be, you, we could have a lot of maybe classmates. You might see some that are not balanced because they're not surrendering um so what do we do what do you do when you're around people that are not surrendered or not balanced what does that look like as a teenager yeah does that un does that make us unbalanced kind of thing <laughs> well yeah and what what does that look like is it is it hard to handle that i i think um one of my friend's mothers sent me a picture the other day um it was a while back and then she also um, it was just if you know what a Facebook mom post is, it's just they 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 post a picture with like fancy writing and a nice background. Uh -huh. It was one of those classic Facebook mom posts. Okay. And I I just looked at it and it said, 
um, you are basically the average of the four people you hang out with the most. And I was thinking about that. I was like, is that really true? Am I really the average of the four people that I hang out with the most? I was trying to think of who I hang out with the most. And um, and if I really was genuinely the average of them, was I like the person who's in between all of them? And I'm like, the more I thought about it, I was like, the more true it was. And that's something that's really important for us to realize is, as, as teenagers is the people that we surround ourselves, our lives are going to reflect the same way that their lives are. It's not really something that we can help. Um, one of the big things is that although we have physical friends, um, one big factor is that if we do have God surrendered in our life and we're surrendered to him, um, we will see a lot of more changes in our life as well as we start to reflect him. It's just we need to make sure that the friends that we have don't bring us away from him because then it can kind of negate the force. As we're growing towards him, we have friends that are pulling him away and we kind of just get stuck in the middle right. there, going back and right. forth. But I, I always hear young people say, "But you know, we we are not, we're supposed to be loving to everybody." So sometimes you do have those people around you, but it is that it's that constant pull for balance of okay. So someone, let's just say, someone does a a joke and it's not appropriate. What what does the group do? Does the group? We don't want to. We don't want to sit there and make that person feel bad, but if we laugh at it and then they continue on, then we're gonna we're gonna tip over. Right, we're gonna right. we're gonna we're gonna go a certain direction. So it's just how we love people through conversations and try to get them to move through that awkward whatever it is that negative thing. So, but you're right. If that if that friend group is unbalanced, where you have a bunch of students in that group that are, you know, thinking negative or are talking negative, um, anything like that, it's going to, it's going to sway. I, I'll give you an example and then you guys can tell me what you think of this. Um, I've, I've been in a group of people that have taught, we're talking about somebody and I knew in my head, I know it's wrong, right? Right. But everyone's talking and and the conversation's going negative. How how do I balance that? How do I do that? Because yeah. I, I don't want to, but I'm getting pulled into it. So what are what does it look like? Yeah, what is it? Yeah, what does it look like practically? How do you manage that? How do you balance that situation in your life? Because in your heart, you know it's wrong, but you're getting pulled in. It's happened to me. So what what would you all think? I mean, the thing is, in situations like that. Because I like I like to consider myself like a sponge. So I say that I'm always around everyone. So I'm always observing, like not necessarily with my eyes, but I'm always being, I'm always into something, like whether it's a great discussion or whether it's a funny discussion. And so what I like to do is sometimes just listen because if I end up, sometimes it's the little things that people end up realizing that oh okay if he thinks it's cool then all right I think I can do it and I can make another inappropriate joke or I can keep singing this whatever song and it's it's interesting that you brought that up because and it, it's kind of something that happens to us Weimar Academy students quite often like as much as we may have different kind of conversations throughout our day because we have so many sometimes they go left and you're just supposed to be able to just be quick on your feet. And sometimes we do fall and just 
uh, feed into whatever's happening. But in that situation, honestly, I think it's that's the prime time to call into God. And it's something that I've tried practicing, and it actually works. If you just call unto God, he'll just give you the courage to just be like, okay, guys, let's talk about something else. Or sometimes it's just best. God is just going to tell you, okay, you can you can tell them to stop, and you can leave, or you can just stop. And I think another part of that is also learning to do it in a practical sense, whereas I feel like it's really a skill to be able to be in a friend group and being able to have, number one, the courage to... Get, go forward and say, hey guys, I don't really think what we're doing is right. Um, now obviously, I'm paraphrasing. What I'm, what I'm trying to say is doing it in a practical sense. I know that lots of adults like to go up and talk about it. I know they used to talk about it. It was bullying and snitching. They would go up and say, well, this is what you do when this happens. But if we're being honest, nobody really followed the yeah, exact, it's, it's not, because it's, not, it's practical. not practical. If if we're in a friend group and someone makes an inappropriate joke, sometimes it's not the most practical for us to say, oh, guys, let's switch the conversation in that type of way, just to, to be that guy and everybody is laughing at you or you, you might feel like it would be that way. Um, it's it's learning to have, to connect yourself with God and ha- ask for the wisdom to be able to be able to get out of that situation because yeah. he will give you the wisdom. He will give you the words to say. Um, and that's what I've learned recently is when I'm in those situations where I'm like, what should I do? When you ask for that wisdom, he's more than willing to give you that. And you're like, whoa, that was so easy. And the crazy thing is it's so situational. Like, you can't just be like, oh, I'm going to be like, okay, guys, we should not talk about this this time. You can be like, oh, guys, I said stop. It's so situational. And so you just have to be willing to ask ask God for wisdom. Right. Something just came to me. What did Jesus do? When? In in what context? uh, Right. What, what, What do you think Jesus would do? If he was in a in a situation, we see it in the Bible. He does something kind of interesting. Actually, that's I was I was reading in Ellen White today. Um, I forget where it was. I'm pretty sure it's in the Desire of Ages. But when Simon, Mary is at her house, she has just um, washed her washed Jesus' feet with her hair, um, and he goes to call her out and says, "Why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that?" And God, and Ellen White talks about this, instead of addressing him in front of everybody, mm-hmm. he addresses him very quietly and he uses words of tact that are so, that are so just perfect for this, so concise and precise that Simon, after he repents and he realizes that Jesus was right, he doesn't take offense and he realizes that, oh, I was wrong in calling Mary out like that. He repents, he asks for forgiveness and that's why we see him as a person in the bible um that we can look up to mm-hmm. um it's through his through god's just tact and the way of dealing with people that he was able to turn someone's mindset around just mm-hmm. like that and i feel like we have the same ability Ability. to do that because god gives us the option of connecting with him and we have the ability of talking to somebody and just being able to use god's wisdom to be able to just switch them around just mm-hmm. like that and that's being winsome. I don't know if you've ever heard that word, being winsome. Um, also, that's a great example. The other thing I was thinking of, too, is he asks questions. So just just turning it around, let's just say we're let's just say we're really teasing somebody quietly if we said, "Wow, what if that was happening to me?" or asking or asking your friend, "Hey, 
if that was happening to you, how would you feel? And get them to, to bring it back to themselves. So asking questions. Jesus always was really good about asking great questions. So those are two good examples. That's cool. That's, I never, that's very good. When you talked about the stool and the multiple mm-hmm. legs holding up, I think I, I see that as well, but I also see a pie chart. That's, I kind of think that's like the most basic thing that would come up into your mind when you think about balance. But if okay. you're thinking about an entire pie chart, round circle, and then one of those areas is removed, it's just not complete. And that's how it kind of feels like with the stool. When one leg is, it's just not the same. Right. But I feel like um, one part of our Christian walk is that as we grow with Christ, sometimes some of the habits that we've built up and some of the things that we feel are necessary to hold us up, when he removes that, we feel like, oh, bring it back, bring it back. I need that. I need that. That was part of me. That I'm not complete without that. And that's but sometimes it is necessary for our growth for that to be removed. And he doesn't take away something. He doesn't close a door without opening another door. He has something else that will replace that and something that's better for us. It's just, do we have the faith to see that? To see, right. Yeah. To be patient and see that. Oh, and that's the same thing. Like if you pull a weed out, you got to put something in there or the weed's going to come back out. So it's the same concept on your pie chart. If that habit has to go, then you're going to have to have yeah put something back in there. And God always has something better. And it's a, it's a beautiful way of working with us where he never takes, he doesn't take everything all at once. Like, right. There are so many bad things that I know I still have in my life. I know. And instead of just saying, oh, all of it needs to be gone now, he goes one by one and he replaces it. And you slowly see your character forming. You see better things taking part mm-hmm. and you get to see yourself slowly changing to the person that you know God wants you to become. I think it's a, it's a beautiful thing. And, and I think by... Uh, the good point there is to be look at the things that have happened that you that the good things that have happened from the past. Um, so being grateful for the things that he's already done in you, and and speaking that to him, then that's going to remind you when it gets hard for that that little one that you don't want to get rid of. You have to remind yourself, and you have to say, "Oh yeah, when I when I got rid of this, he gave me this." So we need to. Um, be talking to ourselves and reminding ourselves. A lot of people do journals. I know some people have journals, and they and then they go back and read them. Um, some of us are not writers. Um, they don't have you don't have time. You know, some people like to talk through things. I'm an external processor, so I like to talk. So just even talking with you right now, it's bringing things to mind. So that's kind of neat. Having good conversations with people. Just like we're doing right now, sometimes it's it's hard to get you know get settled down into a good conversation. But um, I'm hoping that you guys have time in the dorm to do that to just settle down. I think Friday nights are always good with that coming back from vespers and getting in a serious conversation. But sometimes it's hard because you know you got to get through the joking and stuff. But once you get settled down. That's what's that's what's fun about devotions too. Like you said, you read something this morning and here it is. It popped up at, you know, this afternoon in this conversation and that's co- so cool to be able to do that. In conclusion, when you think of a balanced lifestyle, you should start to see it from a more spiritual perspective. You should start seeing it as you seeking first in the kingdom of God in Matthew 6 verse 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. And so in your balanced lifestyle, there will be 
things that will knock you over. There will be things that may put you out of place. But if you look to God, God will just put that place right back in like he's never left. Thank you, Ms. Gallant, for coming. <laughs> Thank you for having me. It's been a blast. It was a pleasure. It was, <laughs> we were, I was able to learn a lot. And I feel like there's a lot of things that we can use practically in our life. Not only practically, but be able to structure our days better and to, to learn yeah. from this. And God's so good. It's day by day that we, we do this. We don't need to worry about um, tomorrow. We just need to get through today so we don't need to worry so much about balance, but we need to look at our balance in our lives. Now we are going to be having uh, my dear friend, Krista Chang. She is on fire for the Lord, and she's going to bring you a great message that you're going to be able to take on throughout your day and hopefully more. You therefore, beloved, since you know this beforehand, beware lest you also fall from your own steadfastness, being led away with the error of the wicked, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Living a life that is balanced is only possible with Christ in it. He says, call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. You don't know how, how much greatness you'll achieve in life if you let Christ into it. So I I encourage you today to let him in, to open your heart to him, and he'll give you balance in the mental, the spiritual, and the physical aspect of your life. Have you ever wondered, man, I wonder if I can do a 10K? Yes, you can. He will give you that physical aspect of your life because he knows that exercise is good for you. Whatever is good for you, he will help you with. Now, again, in Jeremiah by the way, the last few verses were from 2 Peter 3, verse 17, and Jeremiah 33, verse 3. And I'm going to read one more verse. It says, Jeremiah 31, verses 29 to 34. The context of the verse is that God is saying, My people, they've turned away from me, but I want to make a new covenant with them. And so I'm starting in verse 33. It says, but this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. And I will be their God and they shall be my people. No more shall every man teach his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they all shall know me, from the least of them to the greatest of them, says the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity and their sin I will remember no more. God wants you in his life. But more than that, he wants you to desire him to be in your life. And when you do that, you will make a balanced life possible. And that was the latest episode of Proven, a Weimar Academy podcast. If you'd like to learn more about our school, visit weimaracademy.org. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and most other podcasting platforms. Before you go, I'd encourage you to check out our social media too. We're always posting about our school's latest events and happenings on Instagram, Facebook, and even YouTube. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.